All right, welcome to the Comedy Butcher Podcast. Uh, episode two, the live show. First live show uh, released. April 10th. It was recorded April 10th? It was recorded April 10th as a co-prosperity sphere. Yeah, good job uh, selling the place. Where Where is the co-prosperity sphere, uh, The address is uh, It's in Bridgeport. It's in 3219 South Morgan. Mm, I'll never remember that. That's a, a really uh, big room that Max uh, is intimidated by. No, okay. that's not correct. You just said it was weird. Yeah. Uh, the show is the second Monday. The second Monday this month was April. Uh, it was April 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's at 8 o'clock, second Monday. Every month. This one, wow. It was a great show. What a banger. Oh, man, you sound so unconvincing. It was a banger. <laughs> you don't even sound like you're enjoying what you're saying right now. I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, who is on the show? Uh, the show was headlined by uh, Rena Calm. Yep. Uh, super funny. Melody Kamale, feature act. Yeah, I don't. You said her her last name weird, but yeah, it's it's, it's close enough. Melody Kamala. Yeah, she was she's great. I said it right. You said it close enough. It was fine. John Norman. John Norman did a spot. Uh, Southern super funny. Bell. Uh, you, okay, you, he's from the south. Alex Dragovich. Yeah, that's the last guy. Uh, yeah, he stopped in, did a spot. It was great. It was a great show. Um, I everyone, hosted. Joe yeah. did a spot. Joe's mm-hmm. spot was weird. Yeah, uh, my spots are weird at least fifty percent of the time, <laughs> uh, which is the way I I don't really like I don't like it. Uh, but it's better than not, you know, it's better than not having done it, I think. That's debatable. Well, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great that we're such uh, good friends. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado. I mean, uh, should we should we kill more time? Do you want to kill more time? I don't, I don't think we need to. Do we need to kill more time? I don't think should we Should just to. get right into I it? I think we should. This is, this is a good show, and I think you, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope you like listening to it more than we like doing it. Which we like doing it, so, so I hope you like, like it even more. Like really like yeah, it. I hope you really like it. All right, here's here's the show. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, well we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna start. Uh, if that's okay. is that is that is that okay? You guys you guys okay with the thing happening that you came here to happen? Uh, right. So if you guys want to sit down and enjoy uh, the show, I'm going to bring up your host uh, for the night. Um, I wish I I just don't really like him as a human being right now, uh, but he's really funny. I mean, I didn't mean that. Like, I actually like him as a human being, but you know, in like that friendly way where you just like, you know what I mean? Okay. So it's one of those. Uh, guys, your host for the night, good friend, Max Friedman. Yeah, I'm going to be the... Joe actually just let me know that I'm going to be the, the godfather of his new child. Round of applause for that. Yeah. That was a big honor. I'm very excited about it. Isn't that right, Joe? Tell him about it. <laughs> He's not having a kid. He's thinking about having a kid. How are you guys doing? You good? Give yourselves a round of applause. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. This is the... This is, the Comedy Butcher. This is the best show in all Bridgeport. Do you know that, sir? <laughs> so you already heard about it. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Huh? <laughs> You're creamy. That's, well, this has gotten a little crass, sir. Uh, it's a family-friendly show. There, I think there's like a five-year-old girl walking around somewhere right now. Uh, so no cum talk. Uh, well, my name is Max. I'm the host for the show. Uh, let's, let's hear it for me. Oh, feels good. Feels good. I'll let you guys know uh, I recently gained 35 pounds. 
<laughs> I've gotten t- one person booed, one person <laughs> thinks I'm hot, the cum guy, no surprise. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, generally, I tell people that they don't believe me, right? Because I don't look like I gained 35. But I think what happens is I'm just like a tall guy. You're tall, you can just, wait, just kind of flows into you. you know? All tall? It's not a Q&A, sir. Uh, <laughs> that would be the most boring Q&A in the whole world. Like, what color are your eyes, sir? Oh, yeah, they're blue? Yeah, I could see that, but I thought I'd ask again because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm 6'6", six, six, but yeah, the weight just goes in. So, you know, you can just throw a little bit in shin, put a little bit right here. No one knows the difference. Like, you're tall. You can just, like, absorb a four-year-old boy. Still look pretty good at swimming. You know what I mean? It's like, uh... But I've been told, though, that I am showing. Uh, it's like, my job, I take care of kids. This is one of my favorite little boy. I take care of this boy named Marquez. Marquez came up to me. He's like, uh, Mr. Max, how come you're skinny and fat? <laughs> I was like, well, Marquez, to be honest with you, lately I've been eating a lot of Flamin' Hot Cheetos, a lot of candy, uh, probably the same reasons why you're just fat. You're the fattest little boy I've ever seen in my entire life, Marquez, and you're going to put that on me right now? You're going to call me fat? Sort of the pot calling the kettle diabetic right now, Marquez. You know what I'm talking about? You're a six-year-old boy. You look like you absorbed a four-year-old boy. And no one thinks you can swim. <laughs> Marquez, he asked me, he likes to have me read these dinosaur books to him, which is fun because that is the closest he'll ever come to the paleo diet. Uh, <laughs> or any diet that doesn't involve his Ziploc bag full of pepper jack cheese. He does that. Do you know people do that? He eats it all the time. It's weird. Marquez does it. He thinks it's fun. He smiles. He calls it his big boy treat. It's adorable, right? For like six more years until he starts having to call it his fat guy secret and then it's a lot <laughs> less adorable. Um, you guys all get a uh, beer? Yeah? You're drinkers? Come guys a drinker? Uh, I've been drinking a lot. You know what my new drink is? Uh, i a lot of martinis. It's my new thing. Yeah, it's new to me. I didn't know how to order them. So I asked my buddy, how do you order martinis? He's like, oh, you got to get it extra dry. What does that mean? Basically, ordering a martini extra dry is like going up to a bartender and being like, sir, could I have four shots of either gin or vodka in a glass designed to fall over? That'd be perfect. Can you put two olives in that just in case anyone's unsure of whether or not I've had a divorce? That would really do it for me. Listen, just because I'm wearing a tie doesn't mean I get to see my kids. Now, if you could, I don't have kids. Only Noodleman has kids. Round of applause for Noodleman's beautiful baby boy. Uh... <laughs> fun to say someone has kids when they don't, uh, especially when they look like Joe Noodleman. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll let you guys know, I, uh, I grew up in this little town called Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Yeah, you been? You haven't been? No one's been. It's a small town. It's not a good town. Yeah. I, uh, I was also, I was 12 years old when uh, 9-11 happened. And that day, I was supposed to have a play date with my friend John. I show up to John's door, he comes to the door, he's like, Max, I'm really sorry. I just talked to my mom. She says that terrorists have attacked New York City and that it's probably best for everyone if you don't come inside because you're Jewish. Uh, Just hurtful, right? But I just wish... (laughs) Personally, I wish I could have just gotten to hear how she worded that to my friend John. Just be like, listen, John, terrorists have attacked New York City and the United States of America isn't sure who did it. Uh, But I am. Uh, I know who it was. It was Max, (laughs) 12-year-old, 
half Jew, little boy, terrified of little girls, took on Manhattan, home of the Italian Mafia, rapper DMX, <laughs> and all of the Jews. <laughs> he took him out with a plane, and I'm not going to have him do the same to my double-wide trailer, so tell him to reschedule the play date. I, uh, <clears throat> I'll do a bit, and I'll get out of here. I um, used to know this guy who would come in and out of my social circle. At one point, he told me that he had just gotten a hold of some very good LSD. Right? Yeah. And like, you can probably tell by the face around my eyes. Uh, I'll do LSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a mumbled sentence. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, man, let me buy some of that acid from you. And he's like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. I'll just give you some. We'll do it together tomorrow morning at the beach. Now, have any, has anyone here done acid other than the cum guy? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so you know, like, generally when you do acid, it's, like, best to do with someone you trust, a friend, or, like, just probably don't do acid with someone that sells acid. It's a pretty good rule of thumb, but I had nothing to do the next day, right? So I find myself at the beach with this acid-selling man, right, as the acid starts kick in, right, as I'm starting to, like, lose grasp of reality, but at the same time, I'm becoming very sensitive to everything I'm taking in. He's like, Max, I gotta tell you something. Just want you to know that I resent you and think you're one of the dumbest people I've ever met. <laughs> and I'm not sure what you guys like to talk about on acid. <laughs> but I was hoping for more of like a, hey, check out the clouds. <laughs> or maybe that old standard, uh, I don't resent you at all. Uh, <laughs> this is hurtful. This would have been hurtful over like brunch, right? This is over two hits of acid. <laughs> it's a drug that's known to make grown men cry at the sight of birds. Took two of those. Also. This trip to the beach, it was the same trip to the beach where I learned that this man has a life-size chest tattoo of Amy Winehouse. <laughs> usually not the least traumatic thing one learns in a day, right? <laughs> it's like after 10 hours, this guy explained to me how dumb and bad I am. I find myself in an IHOP. It's pouring rain. I have no idea where I am. He's yelling at me mid-sentence. He puts $20 on the table, leaves, and I never see him again. Which begs the question, was this a real person? <laughs> or was this just me being told that I need to be a kinder and more thoughtful person by the ghost of Amy Winehouse? Uh, all right. Well, are you guys ready to get the show started? Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Because we seriously we got a great show. We booked a great lineup for you guys. We got a little pop in. This guy's a good friend of mine, hilarious dude. I want you guys to get very loud for Mr. Alex Dragovich. Good, cool. Drinking, we're all dr getting, probably not getting drunk, right? Maybe a little bit. I'm drinking. I like to drink. Clap up for Max one more time. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I drink. Here's the thing. When I drink, I don't really like piss myself or pass out or anything like that, even though like I wish I did. Like I wish that was my problem or my vice. You know, because like now when I drink too much, like I don't black out. I'm just like a walking TED talk. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like one of those guys at the party where someone's like, Alex, another beer. I'm like, do you meditate, dude? <laughs> do you, is that like, are you sure Sarah's right for you? I don't know. Like I wish, 
that's what I wish. Like, I wish when I woke up, people were like, Alex, you got to stop showing us your dick. You know? Like, I wish that was because it's better than now when people are just like, Alex, stop telling us your goals, okay? Like, stop doing that. That's dumb, you know? I, I wish, I don't know, man. I don't like drinking that much. I, I'm a throw up guy. <laughs> and, um, dating, fun. Some couples here, maybe. Maybe not. Single. Anyone on the apps? Dating on the internet? Anyone here? I do. I'm on, I'm on Tinder. I'm on that shit. I know it's awful. It's pretty shitty. But here's the thing. I notice like, a lot of girls online, like in their profiles, they'll be very specific about what they want, right? Like, they'll be like, oh, you got to work out. You got to like the bears. You got to eat this food. I think that shows how desperate a lot of guys are, right? Because like, our profiles are blank. Not very specific, right? Like, in my profile, if I were to say anything, it'd just be like, uh, if you're racist, uh, we'll work on it. You know, like, I like, like, I like eating pizza. If you don't, I'll stop. You know, like, one, one time a girl messaged me, she's like, LOL Dragovich, are you a drag queen? I was like, LOL, I can try. You know, I can do that if you want me to. I don't know, sometimes, uh, like, in, you guys heard this before, like, sometimes when couples break up, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're still really good friends. Like, we're still such... Good friends, yeah, and to that I'm like, well then how bad was the sex, right? <laughs> it had to be, right? Because you're having great sex and getting along, why'd you break up? Was it, was it too fun? Was it too awesome for you? I don't get it, what are you, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, best hangs, constant orgasms. Can't do it, like what are, you what are you saying? You don't break up when you're really good friends. You break up when you realize you're having sex because it's polite, like you're just being, Nice, right? Like, here's the thing. Sex, when you know it's over, is like tipping the waiter at the end of a meal, right? You're like, you probably want more, but I'll never see you again. So, I, uh, you get 15% and no eye contact. You know, is this too true? Is this like a little too, probably a little too, like, we've all been, probably, we've all been a little stale in there. You know, that's not, a, that's fine. I don't know. Let's take a temperature, see how we're really feeling. I don't know, fuck it, like, we're just, we're here now. My buddy was talking to me about, about his college ex recently. And he goes, uh, you know man, she was great. It was just that classic case of uh, right girl, wrong time. Right girl, and I was like, that's not true. I remember that girl, I remember you didn't want to be with her, you want to move on and be single, which is fine, but that's not right girl, wrong time. You know, like right girl, wrong time, it'd be like if you had sex with a girl, fell in love, but she was like 11. You know, like she, was in, <laughs> like she was in sixth grade, you want to start a life together, but you couldn't go to jail because you're a pedophile, you know? Yeah. And you're a court, and the judge is like, what do you please? Like, please, right girl, wrong time, sir. Okay, that one's, I know what was going to happen. I felt like that wasn't going to work. Um, which, is, which is, I had a feeling about that one. That's fine. Um, weird stuff during sex that happens. Like sex. One time in the middle of sex, a girl wanted me to masturbate. Yeah, she's like, I really get off when I watch a guy masturbate. I was like, well, guess this is what I was practicing for. <laughs> it's, it's, it's game seven, Alice, okay? And that's the thing, it's in the middle of sex. What kind of timing is that, right? It's like going from the thing I want to do the most to a thing I do at times out of spite, you know? I don't know. And we have an angry jerk here, just jerking off. I don't know, what's, why it's cold? Ah, who cares, eh? Were you nodding? Yeah, one time I slept with a girl who had a six-month-old baby. Yeah, before we got in her bed, she goes, don't worry, 
I have condoms. I was like, yeah, finally. Okay, I don't know. What do you mean, what do you, it'd be weird if you didn't, right? Like, like it would be weird if we got in her bed and I was like, I have condoms. And she's like, don't worry, he needs a friend. You know? <laughs> Pretty good joke. Um, what else is topical and tropical? Ubers, take them. Took one here. Uh, one time, one time in the middle of a drive, like uh, the, the, the guy just goes, he just goes, uh, "Man, this job is crazy. I'm just doing it for the extra cash." I was like, uh, "Yeah, that's how the world works." Okay, <laughs> everyone does things for extra cash. Everybody, that's not that crazy. Not that crazy at all, right? Would be way more interesting though if he was like, "Man, this job is crazy. I'm just doing it to fulfill a prophecy." I'm like, "That is crazy." He's like, "Yeah, you're in a book right now, but this is crazy." He's like, "Yeah, you're 12. This is Uber." Crazy. Okay, no, probably not. <laughs> Edit that. Yeah, I know. I know. You wouldn't believe when I say this is uber crazy that that's the best part of the joke sometimes. <laughs> Some people are like, how did he come up with that? You know? It's okay. One time uh, I flew to Boston, I was in the waiting area, and uh, actually, I'll ditch that because uh, I just got the light. And I don't want to take up too much of your time. Here's what I really came here to say. Guys, I don't know you're excited. I know you like me. You know, I know we're all excited <laughs> about maybe for this to end, actually. Uh, here's the thing. Does anybody else think that uh, Twitter should have an age requirement? Anyone? Anyone here, like, kind of on that? Has ever had that feeling? Happened to me. My cousin, 13 years old, okay? We follow each other on Twitter. He's 13. Recently, he just tweeted, fuck algebra, okay? <laughs> objectively, yeah, objectively an awful tweet, terrible tweet, bad tweet. So then I commented, I said, hey, man, math's important. You should delete that tweet. He responded back. He goes, if you can do a page of my algebra homework, I'll delete the tweet. Okay? Check me pretty hard. I don't know if I could do it. I didn't respond. Okay? I didn't respond. But then, here's what happened. I get a barrage of tweets and comments, okay, from, like, his, his fucking children friends. These, these, these eighth grade bullies. These psychopaths. Okay? Just start fucking coming at me on Twitter saying awful just terrible things. They, saw, they said the worst things. They said things like, uh, uh, where you at, little bitch? Okay. <laughs> uh, your tweets suck. <laughs> you get no girls. You're still a bitch. <laughs> um, I bet you're too tall to drive a car. That one stung, right? That one, <laughs> that one was like, and my favorite one was, uh, dude, you look like an extra in How I Met Your Mother, which is like, like a lazy white joke, probably never gonna make it as a comedian, hate to tell you that. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, my time. Thanks, guys. Hey, Alex, come back up here. Come back up here. Uh, Alex, uh, very funny guy, right? That's great, yeah, very funny. I gotta tell you, Alex's been a little bummed out recently uh, because of some of the the race relations happening in this country, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I just wanted to let you know that it's gonna be just fine. <laughs> All right, that was, that was an idea your headliner for the evening hat of the night. So you can look forward to that, she's hilarious. Uh, and right now we got, uh, well, uh, Chicago sweetheart, uh, Actually, this person can't see color at all. Um, just an incredible comic, uh, recent father. Uh, let's start clapping right now for uh, Joe Noodleman. 
I have kids? Is, I don't know. Please, please don't, you said? What, what, is that? what the fuck is that supposed to mean? You don't think I can love something? You guys, are you guys, you don't think I should have kids? That's a legitimate question. That hurt. That hurt. I like, I mean, I like some kids. Do you understand? Like, some of them are pretty cool. Let me, you know. What? Are they? Well, apparently you're not okay with them. Either you're not okay with them or you're not okay with me. And I'm taking it. I don't think, I don't think that's true. Do you, you don't want to. You don't want. Yeah, I know. She's going to be here later. You guys want to tell her not to have kids, you fucking monsters? What if she has a dream and you're going to shit all over it? Okay. Well, thank you for coming to the show. Uh, I'm glad, <laughs> glad you could be here. Everyone's been here before, right? No one's only... You're here for the first time? First time. First time? First time Great, man. <laughs> well, thank you uh, for, for, for doing it. You didn't have to, and you don't have to ever again. Uh, so you just have to, you just can't leave yet. Okay. All right. Well, this is going great. Um, do you guys enjoy uh, Max and Alex? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, now I'm, now I'm going to do it, uh, and then I'm going to stop doing it, and then someone will do it after me, uh, and that'll be fun, right? Well, it might be fun. Who knows? Um, I'm getting really, I'm getting really frustrated just being alive. You ever feel that way? Like, it just doesn't, like, why? Like, you notice people just seem to give a shit about things, but they completely ignore the way more important thing that's just directly attached to the stupid thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, there are people now who are boycotting the Salvation Army because they're a Christian organization and they're anti-gay, right? And that, that, that's a logical thing to do. You want to vote with your dollars. You don't want to support something. That's why, from now on, I've decided I'm going to do the morally right thing, and I'm only going to buy new clothes that I know are being made by pro-gay 12-year-olds, right? That's called doing the right thing, right? <laughs> do you have any idea how upset those 12-year-olds would be if they understood the gay rights situation in this country right now? Do you understand how upset those little 12-year-old hands would be? They would roll over in their grave, okay? They were adorable mass grave. Do you understand? Oh, they're dead. I know it's sad. <laughs> I just feel like no one ever... The only reason people ever care about something is because they care about themselves, right? The only reason we care about other people is because we have a friend who's part of that community. So we feel like we're a good person when we stand up for gay rights, or, or pick, a, pick a category that you're standing up for. It's because you know them, right? That's why we care, and that's why we're getting better about transgender rights, because everyone knows someone, who know, or knows someone who knows someone who, where that fits in, so that makes total sense. We don't give a shit about those kids in sweatshops, because no one has, we've never heard that story, right? You've never heard the story of a little girl who's been growing up playing with dolls, but on the inside, she actually dreams of being a little boy who works for Nike, right? You've never heard that story, okay? You just care about your own individual thing, right? Like, I'm really into eating organic and being organic, right? That's why kids who make this shirt, free range, right? That's just what I like, right? The extra air makes the, the cotton breathe better. Do you understand? It's all, that's all that I'm saying. That made sense, right, what I just said? Okay. Uh, I, I'm getting really just, this has been a bad month, uh, just emotionally. You ever, you know, I mean, I, I was going to say you've all had that, but you, you've all had that. You're, okay. I feel like I'm smart in a world where it doesn't matter to be smart. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one gives a shit if you're right. They just care about the emotional appeal. Right? You ever been in a logical argument with someone, but you can't break through because you just, you can't, 
you can't argue with something that's more fun. Like, emotion is more fun, right? Like, logically, I know 9-11 was probably not done by George Bush, right? Probably, right? What happened is that Condoleezza Rice and the Secretary of Defense, they, they fucked up, they misinterpreted information, they ignored information that, that Al-Qaeda was going to use planes to attack New York City, and they just fucked up, and it happened, okay? But have you ever been on YouTube? You ever see the towers go down to the soundtrack from Eyes Wide Shut? That is some convincing shit. Do you understand? <laughs> clearly they knew. Clearly Bush was, did you ever see the demon in the smoke? They knew what was going on. Some of you have seen that. Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? That is fun to believe. It is fun to believe stupid shit like that. And I feel like logic just has no place in the world, which is such a pretentious fucking sentence for me to say. But it's just how, it, it's how I feel. I don't know, I've been spending a lot of time lately um, on the Daily Stormer. Do you guys know what that is? Okay, so that is a website for the Klan. Uh, and Nazis, they don't discriminate, right? Uh, I'm not a fan, okay? It's just the only website that I can find where they're all happy about the election, right? Um, you know, I've always had this view of the planet that the ruling class, the people who run the planet, are just these super wealthy individuals that control governments, that they control pretty much all aspects of our life and everything that we see, everything we hear, and to an extent they control public discourse because they own everything. And I mean, that's not an unreasonable position to take, right? I don't know if any of you, does anyone else kind of feel that way? No one? Am I alone? Okay. Uh, turns out that's exactly what Nazis believe, uh, but that I'm the problem. Do you understand? I'm Jewish. I'm part. I didn't know that every time I thought about killing myself, I was going to make the world a better place. Do you understand? <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know why we don't put smart people in charge of things. Do you know why can't why can't like just Stephen Hawking run everything? Like why isn't that not? Why don't we just do that? Right? Why do we even have elections? Shouldn't just be who's the smartest? You're in charge. Like wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that make things better? I mean, okay, the Cubs just won the World Series for the first time in 108 years because they put nerds in charge. Do you understand how many fratty, broy, douchebag pieces of shit are crying because a nerd made them happy? Do you understand what smart people can do when you get out of their fucking way? Do you, does, this, does this make sense? Or am I just mad about, or am I just mad about the election? Okay. Have I done 10 minutes yet? Because I don't... I don't Oh, fuck me. I don't know. What, I don't know. I, I, I came up here with no plan. Uh, I don't know. This has, just been a, this has just been a bad... This is just... I don't know. Just... <laughs> do you guys... Do you ever just like, I, I gotta do something, but I don't really want to do something, but I have to do it anyway? You guys know what... You, yeah, no, it's, yeah, well, I'm sorry you're watching it right now. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like... Like these are like, cause I haven't written anything in the last month. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life anymore. You ever have that where you're not sure life matters anymore? Like maybe I should just go get a job and be a normal person. Do you ever have that feeling? Just be a normal person. Like I walked guy, walked past a bunch of guys just having a beer like in front of their driveway the other day. I'm like, that looks nice. That's the first time I ever looked at someone just living their life and got envious. They were doing nothing with their time and I got jealous. Do you understand? I sit in front of my computer playing StarCraft, which is a game that's 25 years old, and I still, I don't even like it. It's just something to do so I don't have to think about how miserable I am the rest of the time. 
And we're talking about starting a family now, so that's gonna work out great. You know what, you know what kids could really use is dipshit fathers who don't do anything with their life, right? That's what, and apparently I shouldn't bother. That's what you're telling me right now. And it's not worth my, I see the light, Max. I get it. All right, well, if jokes fail, I know I could just have an emotional breakdown in front of you guys. Uh, and it ends up going not that bad. Um, but I do honestly appreciate you guys being here. Uh, most of you guys are here every month, and it's super cool that you show up all the time. Uh, and I'm going to stop now, but I'm going to bring Max back up. So thank you again. Well, that's like the happiest I've ever seen that guy. <laughs> You guys feel good? You guys should feel good, because I gotta tell you, we got a special treat coming up. We've had some very attractive comics up, up so far, right? We had me, Joe Nittleman, Alex Dragovich, very tall. Uh, I gotta say, hottest guy in the show yet. He's coming to stage. Beautiful man, you're gonna love him, come guy. Uh, also, very hilarious comic, personal favorite. I want you guys to start clapping right now for Mr. John Norman. I swear to God, I didn't walk all the way over there just to come in from the opposite side, like to be cool or something. I promise I didn't do that. Hey, everybody, how's it going? <laughs> Hell yeah. And everybody's like, where's this guy from? I'm from Paris, so. I know I sound like a guy that forces his kids to play baseball. I know. <laughs> Hell yeah, this place is badass. I'm not really sure what they do here, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they need to fix that rest that oh it says bathrooms all it says from my point of view was just rooms it was like cut in half like they did bath and rooms and it was on the corner I was like there's just rooms in that that way <laughs> I got here 30 minutes early because I didn't know it would only take me 20 minutes to drive to Bridgeport <laughs> the way people talk about it they're like uh, basically you're going to be going to Saudi Arabia and uh, you're going to need a police escort to come down here. And I came down here, and I was like, it's awesome. I'm not a big fan of the clouds, but, you know, other than that, it's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Though, it's just like, I, I walked in here, and I was like, surely this can't be a Ramones museum. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible business plan. <laughs> I think it's cool as shit, but that's a horrible idea, guys. <laughs> I walked around for a second, and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. We'll figure this out. Also, I would really like to know these two little like uh, boxes behind you. Everybody can turn around and look. These two like individual box things. There are doors to them. What's what's inside the doors? <laughs> like there has to be a staircase below that one because there's a door and it's silver. It's like a big heavy refrigerator door. Something badass is in the first Ramones exhibit of the co-prosperity sphere. <laughs> That's a serious fucking name, too. That's, they're not fucking around at all. I really hope that kid's not walking around. I didn't have much prepared to start out. That went way better than I planned it to, so that's good. I, uh... 
Yeah, I'm from Alabama, and I actually just read, like, this is breaking news, guys, is the governor of Alabama resigned for uh, <laughs> being a fucking creep. Surprise! You know? <laughs> Great. By the way, it's illegal to fuck your dog in Alabama. <laughs> that law was written one year ago. Good for them. Glad they got that going. I, uh, we'll get off of that. There is a, there is a child somewhere in this building. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not like I got a kid hidden in the back. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, boy. I took the day off of work today, guys. It's been, it's been very unproductive, actually. You know, you take a day off and you're like, I'm going to get a bunch of shit done. It's going to be badass. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. It's going to be awesome. I went to Trader Joe's and was like, I don't even know why I'm here. You know? I don't even have a microwave. And, or the motivation to heat a frying pan up and cook anything. It's insane. And I, uh, I just can't, I, I'm having a hard time at work. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm trying to do this uh, and I can't do it. I need to, I need a day. I need like a mental health day. Really, that's what I said. I said I needed a mental health day. And I know that my boss read that text message and was like, pussy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive, but I did it anyway. I was like, I know what you're thinking, but I'm doing this. So it's been good. I've just been kind of hanging out. I just can't do the whole work thing. Like, my boss will come up to me and be like, John, what are you doing? And I'm like, trying to not get fired. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Leave me alone. You're fired as my boss. I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't do the work thing, guys. I'm not, I'm not very good at that. I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm an I'm a, I'm a old heroin addict and... Uh, I am a drug addict, but it's weird because it's okay to say you're a drug addict as long as you're not currently doing drugs. <laughs> or like hard drugs, right? I was like, I'm a drug addict, go smoke weed. It's like no one cares. You know what I mean? If I was like, I'm a severe heroin addict. See, everybody just got super weird. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's awkward. It's weird. I know how to take a Tony Shasheri's meat injector and put a 21-gauge needle on it and shoot... All kinds of stuff, really. <laughs> yeah, it won't, it won't do you much good. But some of it will, you know. That's a weird thing for your aunt to find, you know. <laughs> what are you doing with this? I was like, well, I'm, I'm basting myself. You know? <laughs> I've been marinating for about three years. That's a really good line. I'm really, we haven't even, we've barely gotten into any material. This is going great. Lake, my brother's last, first name. Sorry. <laughs> It's funny, yeah, I used to do a bunch of drugs and I'll tell people about it. They'd be like, I don't believe you. That's way too many drugs. It's a suicidal amount of drugs. I'd be like, well, that was the point. And I'm just a f failure in everything. So it didn't work out well. They don't believe me. Like, I used to take a very large amount of drugs. I used to take enough drugs to kill, like, a kindergarten class, plus the teacher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wasn't dating or anything like that. That's good. I just recently, uh, well, not recently. It's actually been a long time, like an, an entire fiscal quarter since I broke up with my girlfriend, so that's good. Yeah, well, since she dumped me, yeah. <laughs> Clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah, she, uh, we were just incompatible. It just wasn't working out. Like, sexually, it was going good. Like, we were in this place where we just kept hitting these walls, but, like, sexually, it was going good. Like, we were in this place where we would, uh, were you waving your hand? cool it's okay it's not fucking me up this is going fantastic right now so 
we were in this place where like we just we, we would hit these walls it sexually was going great like we got into 69 and i was like fuck yeah this is awesome when you're super comfortable like 69 with somebody on a regular basis it's kind of weird but it's awesome you know what i mean like every time you're like i want you to put your face in my genitals and i want to put my face in your genitals at the same time and it's gonna be fucking awesome you know <laughs> and both of us were like hell yeah let's go do it right now you know what i mean can we do this in a marshall's dressing room no we can't I was like, let's push the boundaries a little bit. How about we try some standing 69? But unfortunately, she was not strong enough to hold me up. So, <laughs> Great. Yeah, we were just incompatible a lot of ways. Like, I have a 9 to 5 job in the loop, and then I do this full time at night. And she has a 9 to 5 job, and then she also had a full time job of getting stomach aches whenever I got boners. So, oh, sorry. She had a gluten allergy. I shouldn't have made that joke. It was mean. I personally very much like that joke. <laughs> That's so funny. Everybody got so awkward. I, don't worry. It works most other places, but it's tough. It's tough at places that have three-blade fans above us and children running around. God, I really hope she was not in here for the last six minutes or so. This picture is out of focus. I don't know if she knows that. <laughs> I had a therapist. That was great. I've had a lot of therapists, actually. But I had one that I really liked. And he quit. And I'm not sure why. Like, one day, just like the director of Northwestern was like, hey, man, your therapist is uh, gone. <laughs> And I wanted to be like, why? I just want to know why. I didn't ask, because I really hope he just fucking lost it one day and left. Because I'd be like, fuck yeah, this has been the best therapy experience ever. You know what I mean? This guy's been fucked up too. <laughs> I walked in. The last time I went, this is kind of weird. The last time I went, I, I walked in, same time. I used to go every, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m., I'd take off of work. It was badass. I'd go see my buddy Paul. It was good. Everyone, I did that for five months and just told my boss I had a doctor's appointment. And then I realized I had to quit doing that because he wasn't a doctor, but he was, you know, he's a therapist. I had to quit saying that I was going to the doctor because after five months of doing that, everybody in the office thought I had cancer. <laughs> it was awesome, actually. They were so nice to me. It was awesome. I got away with anything. But that's not good. That would make me a bad person. But last time I went in there, he, the seat was warm at the therapist and I was like wow this feels very ingenuine right now you know it's very strange like there was a guy sitting here like crying and like farting a little bit you know the whole time <laughs> all right guys I gotta cut it a little short so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up uh we'll get out of we'll get out of that last talking point um you know That's called, that's called uh, comedic intelligence right there. All right, cool, we're good, we're good. The lights are off in that room in there and there's a child running in, there's just one neon blue light in there, that's kind of weird. I know there's not a skating ring in there, you know? <laughs> all right, I'll get off all that. My name's John Norman, thanks.
my God, John Norman, keep clapping for him. That was hilarious. That was great. Only scared a child twice during his set. That was amazing. I get it. I'm also afraid of hot dudes. Uh, hey, we got two more comics left. Are you guys into it? Cool. This next comic. Hilarious. Lucky to have her. She's performed everywhere you can name a place. Do it. Hasn't been there. That's a little crass. What's that? Oh my God, she crushed at the Laugh Factory. She's gonna crush here. Start clapping right now. Melody Kamali. Keep it going for Max, everybody. What an intro. I did, I was at the Laugh Factory last night, good guess. Uh, was at your mom's the night before. Can you guys see I'm wearing a pussy bracelet? It says pussy on it. So, you know, I was at your mom's house last night. <laughs> oh God. Um, guys, um, thanks for not judging me too hard for not wearing pants for you tonight. Um, not today, not today. Um, also, thanks for not judging me for the bloody mess I left in that toilet over in there. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I just have to, I couldn't do pants tonight. Oh, I just got my period, super bloated. Um, in general, been bloated extra lately too. Uh, Max mentioned 35 pounds you gained, is he even here? Um, <laughs> Max? Max gained 35 pounds. I've gained 20 pounds since the elections. That's true, um, but that will happen when you are a gay uh, woman of color with an Iranian immigrant family. <laughs> That'll make you eat all the comfort food. Uh, I did, I'm starting to try and uh, lose the weight now. I signed up for Zumba. Anyone know what that is? Uh, Brazilian dancing, you know what that is, humiliating. I did lose five pounds doing Zumba though, that was cool. Um, five pounds of dignity, gone. <laughs> it's like it's a lot of repeated moments like that. <laughs> um, I uh, stayed home from work today because I was like, nope, no pants, no work, can't do it. Um, I work um, as a video editor during the day. I work in an office, anyone else? Anyone work in an office environment? You guys just skateboard all day or what's? <laughs> office, the one, okay. <laughs> cool. You're all sponsored. You guys sponsored skateboarders here. <laughs> I um I work in an office. I um I'm the always hungover one in an office. There's box wine here tonight, and I am gonna be the hungover one tomorrow. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have a work voice. Uh, anyone else have a work voice that's five octaves higher and kind of sounds like a Midwest mom? Like I don't know. The more nervous. I get, the more shrill my voice gets. I think I'm just like nervous I'm gonna be outed for being hungover and or still drunk from the night before. Um, I get unsolicited Advil from my coworkers on a regular basis. I feel like that's something you have to kind of sneakily ask for, <laughs> but it's always portioned out on a palm for me. That's where we're at now. <laughs> like, hey Mel, fix your face immediately. <laughs> Take care of that. You smell? Um, <laughs> Uh, like I said, um, I'm Iranian. Uh, English was actually my second language. I learned English when I was eight years old. Maybe this is why I also get thrown off at work when we use work jargon to communicate with each other in an office. I don't know if you have the nerdy 
repertoire at work, like, um, just like, in case of the Mondays, or have a good one, like, what does this all mean? Um, maybe I get thrown off, I have to translate things very quickly, and I do get thrown off when I'm in a meeting and someone chooses to agree with me on a point I make by chiming in after I say something, by saying like, hey, yeah, if I could just uh, piggyback off Melody and pick her brain and touch her all over with words at 9 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> if I could just, and then I'm like, oh my God, don't touch me. Like, it takes me a second to translate. I'm just like, oh, okay, you're just a nerd. <laughs> you're just a huge loser. I've got it. <laughs> takes me a second uh, to translate into nerd. And then I um, realized I've always wanted to chime in after one of these guys makes a point myself. I want to chime in anytime someone who uses nerdy language like that speaks and just raise my hand and just be like, hey, yeah, whatever Brian just said, if I could just donkey punch Brian and disagree <laughs> with him on that one. <laughs> Gonna be a hard no for me on whatever Brian just said, if I could just. <laughs> I don't know what Brian just said, I'm so hungover. <laughs> I work with a lot of Brian's and Josh's and Scott's. I work as a video editor. Joe Noodleman is a video editor too. Um, he looks the part. <laughs> <laughs> Me not so much. I mean, just being female. It's all guys, um, at least where I work. Um, and they have this like boys club they won't let me into. It's not fair. They like spend all their lunch breaks together and bond over like wrestling and all this. Like, <laughs> It's not fair. I think I do have something to contribute and like I want to be a part of the gang. Um, like they all really bonded in November over No Shave November, Movember, whatever it is when you don't shave your face for a while. Now's my favorite time of the year though when that's all over and uh, it's getting warmer out. They're starting to shave uh, their beards off but like incrementally and having fun with it, you know? <laughs> just like joke handlebar just for a day. Watch out for tomorrow's joke Hitler mustache. So much fun we have with our faces. <laughs> like, so not fair. <laughs> like I said, I mean running a Middle Eastern, I can grow a beard, no problem. <laughs> Why won't they let me in? That's crazy. Faster than them, in fact, I can. <laughs> I just choose not to let it get that bad. Um, also, when I did uh, show up to work with an eagle shaved into my bush, no one was laughing. <laughs> so I officially give up on trying to make friends at work. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I also... Um, was trying to make friends in general. Over this last year, I got out of a two and a half year relationship, maybe around this time last year, and I realized I needed to make friends, remake friends, because no one really responds well to, I'm back, <laughs> like you kinda lose your friends <laughs> while you're dating. Um, I, but my friends that were the tried and true, the ones that stuck with me, gave me like a lot of fun break of advice. Um, that was fun. It was, real, it was my first brutal breakup, and it was with a man. I mentioned that I was queer. It was my first heterosexual relationship I got out of. Um, I waited until my late 20s to uh, experiment with men, <laughs> okay? Did it completely backwards. I really procrastinated dick and <laughs> finally got around to it. I was like, I don't want to study that. I don't wanna. <laughs> it seems really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to study. <laughs> Um, I think the reason why I just um, realized I was, I'm attracted to men and women, but like I just avoided men for so long because first of all, it's like, why do I want to hang out with these guys are obviously so jealous of my far superior mustache. They're very mean to me because of it. Also, um, I was like very obsessed with the L word. Does anyone know that show? Lena? It's like um, super cheesy in retrospect, but it was like the one lesbian show we had. Um, I thought being a lesbian, I thought all it took to being a lesbian was just like 
you know, just hanging out in coffee shops. It's a show about trendy lesbians in LA who just like gossip and date each other, you know? I thought that's all it took. I was like, wait a minute, um, if I eat pussy, I'll just have an awesome haircut? <laughs> Is that what it takes? <laughs> Is the sweet nectar what's making it grow at a certain angle, or are they styling it with that? I want that. <laughs> a very superficial and vain. I honestly, like, did not come out to my parents for the longest time and just thought I could, uh, they would know just by the way I dressed, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I really think, like, half, at least half, 75% of being a lesbian is your outfit, and that's wrong. But I really didn't come out to my parents. I was just like, you know what? I got sensible shoes, the occasional hat, they'll figure it out. <laughs> like, they're smart people. <laughs> So superficial. Like, I, I literally um, had to pay $5 the other night um, because I canceled an Uber. It was sitting right outside my apartment. And I was like, PT Cruiser, I'm not getting in that thing. <laughs> no, thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, maybe I'm, uh, I think I'm just a snob. <laughs> I'm from Connecticut originally. Anyone else? Cool. <laughs> You're from Connecticut? Where are you from? Uh, New Haven. New Haven? I'm from West Hartford. <laughs> People think I'm from the New Haven, or what, everyone thinks New Haven and West is all of Connecticut, like it's all ritzy, like Stepford-zy, and it's not. Thank you for personally vouching for me and that there are black people there. And I should uh, mention, because um, I actually grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, in the state capital, um, where uh, it was very diverse. I grew up uh, in the inner city where I was the only non-black kid in my school. Uh, and then my parents raised enough money to go to the suburbs, to West Hartford, where I was the only non-white uh, kid. So basically that just means I went from getting my ass handed to me at Double Dutch to just fucking up the Cotton Eye Joe weekend bar mitzvahs. Just like, <laughs> I never got the moves <laughs> down. <laughs> And then I came out to the Midwest for college uh, and I found out I was brown because some of my friends would shout it at me, <laughs> make me painfully aware. Uh, like in the dorms, I remember my college roommate um, I was matched with was just like, oh my God, you're my first brown friend. <gasps> like my first brown friend, mine, you're mine. <laughs> like, oh no, no I'm not, am I? <laughs> it's weird out here. Um, yeah, what do you say to that? <laughs> my first brown friend. Have you ever had to say that? You're kind of brown. <laughs> you good guess? You're not at all. <laughs> like I'm Italian. Um, um, yeah, I would just always respond to that with your first brown friend. No, I am actually very glad you brought it up. Your first brown friend. Let's get started on your complimentary henna tattoo, huh? <laughs> I come with that. <laughs> Don't even worry, it's gonna drive on my magic carpet. I've got it parked out back and we're gonna take off on this truly unique friendship. <laughs> I'm gonna show you the world, 500th white friend. <laughs> I'm gonna show you the world, you cunt. <laughs> I can say that because I am one. <laughs> oh boy. Really the only thing you need to know about being friends with a uh, Persian or a brown friend, um, a female especially, is that uh, every bit of spare time is spent removing excess body hair. We're gonna be late for everything, <laughs> you know? I keep remote, uh, by my remote control tweezers. Like it's a never ending kind of project. <laughs> I, um, a lot of uh, people will get like cars for their um, sweet 16 or like big rites of passage presents. I got electrolysis. <laughs> it's just as expensive as a car. I got laser hair removal treatments. Um, I don't know if you guys, anyone else get a electrolysis here? Am I not so relatable? <laughs> God, it hurts. Um, uh, 
not only did it hurt like physically, but also I was heartbroken because uh, I developed a massive crush on my laser hair removal technician. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever had to hit on someone when you're naked on a cot <laughs> and they're zapping lasers into your back, visibly frustrated at the lack of progress, but <laughs> kind of hard to hit on someone. <laughs> we're just like, hey, what are you doing later? Still this, because there's so much of it? Yeah, you really do have your work cut out for you. <laughs> Maybe next time, when there's less. Now let's flip me over and get started on those nips. And do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, my parents um, are still back in Connecticut and still uh, very not proud of what I'm doing right now. They came to this country so I could be uh, combo doctor, engineer, lawyer, and <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Uh, not so proud. <laughs> they actually um, are citizens now. They became citizens a couple years ago, a few years ago. They actually didn't get their green cards until the week of September 11th. So I was like, oh my God, three days before September 11th, they got their green cards. Like, we're in. <laughs> Every government watch list, we're in that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, my dad, um, I remember was studying for the citizenship test and um, I remember I'd have to like quiz him a lot on the questions. Um, I would just be like, um, hey dad, how are you? And how many branches are there in the US government? Good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or like, hey, remember how uh, you used to make me do chores and I would threaten to run away because I didn't want to? Think of that as the Emancipation Proclamation in a nutshell. Just think uh, chores against someone's will. <laughs> wow, I just reduced slavery to that and I'm sorry. <laughs> just tried to run with that thought. Um, <laughs> Uh, my parents, uh, once they became citizens, were actually able to travel outside of the country. Um, they weren't able to go on a vacation outside of the country uh, since 1985. So they booked all these like tropical vacations, um, which I was very jealous of. I can't afford to go to tropical vacations so much. Um, what I do instead is go to bars in Chicago with tiki lights and I drink until there's a language barrier. So <laughs> that's very cost effective for me. <laughs> um, but I remember they went to the Dominican Republic. Uh, they're very excited about that. Um, my, they went to an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic, and my dad came back after finally becoming a citizen, uh, deciding he wanted to now move to the Dominican Republic because he thought the all-inclusive lifestyle he was experiencing, I think, was real life there. <laughs> um, I was like, that's not, all right. He got Rosetta Stone discs to learn Spanish because he is 100% um, planning on moving to the Dominican Republic, but he doesn't know English yet fully. <laughs> I was like, you need to know English to learn Spanish with these. Uh, that's a mess. Um, I, I called him lazy for not learning English at this point yet. He's been here for a while, and he still hasn't really a loose grasp on the language. And he got very upset with me. He was like, I'm not lazy, Melody. I came to this country for you. I'm not lazy. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. He have done so much. But I just, I dare you to go talk to one of your white neighbors without my help just for once. And he's like, and put pants on. No! <laughs> I don't know. Anyone else grew up with a half-nude father figure? Anyone here? Come on. Some of you. Not all dads are fully clothed. I feel like that's a thing that transcends race, black, brown, <laughs> white. Uh, dads are generally half nude. Did you have a pantsless or shirtless? Shirtless, okay. My dad was pantsless, uh, sometimes tidy whities <laughs> but uh, I did have a pantsless dad. I, oh, I do say half nude father figure because it is very much a figure, It kind of in the corner of your eye because it is imperative that you do not look <laughs> in that general direction. <laughs> I love my father figure though. <laughs> 
my father figure and my fully clothed mom, uh, they didn't trust really um, much about anyone who was outside of our family growing up because they were legal for so long. Um, they would drop me off at the public library from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. because they didn't trust babysitters because, you know, you don't know which one in the neighborhood is tied to the government. You know, you can't trust Bethany down the street. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know who she knows. So they would drop me off at the public library um, where if <laughs> I wasn't encouraged to speak outside of the library, I'm definitely not encouraged to speak in a library, <laughs> you know. Um, that's led me to believe that I've just been like raised in fear and paranoia and silence um, like literally be dropped off at school like all right Melody have a good day be a good listener in fact just do that exclusively just listen and don't speak <laughs> um, yeah they would not trust babysitters but they would trust the middle-aged men going to the library for the National Geographic titties instead like <laughs> kind of weird things we're working with but um, yeah I just made me into the weirdest kid like I found out about sex just by existing in the public library, just by like walking past the romance section. <laughs> like, you know those book covers where there's just like, Fabio's just like handling a woman, like blowing in the breeze, like so many dresses on all at once. <laughs> I don't know, it gave me weird ideas of sex. I, I really thought it was gonna be that magical. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Um, Reginald is gonna ruffle my petticoats and King George is gonna start a war over it. Sex looks awesome. It's <laughs> a huge loser. Uh, <laughs> So if I was not encouraged to speak outside of the library, inside of the library, that also meant I never really landed on a normal speaking voice for myself. <laughs> um, you guys heard my work voice, right? That's like my Midwest mom voice. Um, frightening when it comes out. I don't know where it comes from. Um, but I do know the more I lie, like the higher and more nasally it gets uh, until I just sound like the most jazz soccer mom you've ever met in your entire life who's just so proud of you, so proud. <laughs> like, be so careful the next time I'm lying it doesn't come out like probably at the end of sex um, you know when you're lying <laughs> and someone kind of checks in with you like so did you <laughs> so careful I don't break out into it like I sure did <laughs> you know what I did mister and let me tell you what you were fantastic I watched the whole thing <laughs> who wants ice cream I want ice cream <laughs> Be so careful I don't do it again, right guys? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's my time. Odi Kamali, continue clapping. Very funny. You guys, we got one more comic. You guys feel excited for your headliner? Oh my God, that doesn't sound like you guys feel excited. You guys feel excited, she's amazing. Oh, you excited? <laughs> All right, I gotta tell you, she's hilarious. She's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, guys, just please give a very warm round of applause for your headliner, the amazing Rena Com. fun show. It's my second time here. Last time there wasn't any art on the wall, so I've been looking at that a lot. Uh, and I like, <laughs> I like playing this game with all of these pictures, uh, imagining that there's no like microphones or instruments, <laughs> and they all just look like they're jerking off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 this guy's bored. He's bored. He's already seen this one. Yeah. 
My favorite one is the guy back there with the guitar. He's like, really doing it. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I've, I've been watching the show, but oh, mostly that. Uh, <laughs> oh, give it up for live art. Yeah, isn't that fun, right? <laughs> they're, all, they're all doing themselves. Oh, he's, he's remembering his ex. Or, yeah, his windows, like his curtains are open and he's just like, oh, hey, outside. You know what I mean? But he's looking at something. All right. I need to get laid. Uh, that is, I think that's why I'm playing this game. Uh, was that a smooth segue? Uh, <laughs> Melody was talking about like sex voices. Uh, I'm too afraid of like speaking actual words during sex because like sometimes something crazy comes out like I love you and <laughs> that's what they call premature infatuation. You can't do that. Gotta keep it inside. <laughs> I recently told a man that I loved him during sex. Uh, whoops, let that slip out. <laughs> blurted that one out. But then he accidentally blurted out all of his cum. So it was kind of like, ooh, that's a fun little relationship power play boomerang, right? <laughs> I really put myself out there, but it came right back to me. Where's that kid? Uh, all right. <laughs> just checking, just checking. I'm more concerned with like my sex faces, I think. Uh, the last guy I dated had really bad eyesight and he wouldn't wear his glasses when we were doing it. And he's, I asked him one day, like, what do I look like? Because especially when I'm like on top, I'm like worried about like, what do I look like up here? Not good, I'm guessing, not great. Uh, but he said that when he didn't wear his glasses, my face looked like his thumb. So I was like, awesome! <laughs> It, like, you couldn't see my face details at all, you know? Like, you just... I had a sex fantasy about a guy, and in this fantasy, the guy did not have a face. How great is that? <laughs> like, I'm just getting off the idea of me having sex, you know? It doesn't even matter. Like, I guess I'm on a guy. Okay, I guess that's specific. I'm on something. Looking down, which is weird that that was my fantasy that I was on top, because that's not my fantasy. But I'm looking down... And I'm like, okay, I guess I want someone who's physically fit. Um, just someone who physically fits inside of me. It's the lowest standards. <laughs> he doesn't even need a face, you know? It's like pretty great. Just want to find somebody who wants to look at me like I might be a thumb and <laughs> squint a little and give me one of those, you know? It's uh, <laughs> all I'm looking for. I'll figure out somebody in bed before I figure them out outside of bed. Uh, I, think, I think that's important. Let's start there. Let's start here. I get creeped out meeting someone for a date, like meeting a stranger for the first time with the idea of like, we're going to have sex, right? Like if this goes well, like, oh, no, I'd rather just... That's why I can't do like any of the apps, any of the Tinder stuff. I canceled my first Tinder date this week. I'm feeling strong. You know, I really... <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah, I'm on Tinder. I know what it's like to give up. Can we talk about it? Uh, <laughs> they're making everything Snapchat now. Can they make more of Tinder? Can they at least combine like Tinder and Uber? You'll want to fuck a guy with a car. You know, have some standards. <laughs> he gets it. Uh, <laughs> I'll sleep with somebody pretty quick. I'm in my 30s now. I like try to respect myself. I do. Uh, I don't have one-night stands anymore, but I will have one-night relationships. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I feel like, let's cut to the chase, all right? 
Let's get in there. Let's see how this goes pretty quick, okay? Let's see how this goes. Test drive it, and then I'll invest some time in your personality. Woof. <laughs> if you can make me squirt, I'll learn your name. But that's the deal, okay? That's, that's my deal. But I still don't want to, like, seem easy about it. Girls aren't supposed to be easy, right? Pretend you're unattainable. <laughs> I'm attainable. Uh, I, I am attainable. I don't ever want to seem easy, though, right? Melody was talking about, like, kind of pretending you're having fun in bed, you know? Like, oh, great job. <laughs> That's super true. Like, I'll fake it in bed all the time. I feel like, let's see if this really works for real. And then the whole time I'll put on a show if we're together. You know what I mean? Like, almost every time. Guys don't like... Nobody likes when I say that. Um, okay, if I'm having sex with somebody, I'm going to have one. Okay, that's important. That's why I'm there. But that's for me. And then once I'm done, I'll make some noises so you know to wrap it up, okay? <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> you should know if I did or not. I hate, nothing takes me out of the moment more than when a guy's like, hey, let me know when you're gonna, no, maybe I won't now, you know? <laughs> Feels forced. Why don't you pay attention to my body? If I kicked you in the face, I came, okay? <laughs> Get to know me. <laughs> I don't want to have to announce it. Gross. Nothing takes me out of it more. I feel bad for guys. I feel like you guys have to tell us, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I should, but I don't. Uh, that was that laugh. No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like when a guy comes, it's like, ooh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's how that seems. So yeah, I'll sleep with somebody pretty quick. Uh, get to know them first that way but still not wanting to seem easy. Like, how do you go about that, you know? I don't want to be like, hey, you're nice. Let's go do it real quick. Don't judge me. <laughs> they will, you know? I think. <laughs> That's a strong opener, you know? So I won't, like, ask somebody to go have sex real quick, but I will be like, I mean, take your time, but I mean, like, right away. <laughs> uh, not too long, though, you know? Like, get over yourself. Uh, <laughs> but I don't ever want to see easy, so I'll be like, my move is when I'm like, hey, let's make out. That, that means sex. <laughs> like that's, we're making out, we're doing it. That's just a nicer sounding way. If I'm gonna make out with a guy, <laughs> okay. Oh my God. If I'm gonna put my mouth on a guy's mouth, I'll probably put my mouth anywhere. <laughs> Oh, because a guy's mouth is where their thoughts come out of. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to look around some guy's thought hole. Yeah, fuck you. Sure, why not? <laughs> People would be like, oh, you go down on guys? You know, they pee out of there. You hear the shit coming out of their mouth? <laughs> okay, I'll take, I'll take my chances on a boner. Uh, <laughs> something we can agree on at least. It's hard, it's hard to love men. I don't know why I can't just switch to pussy. I can't, I don't know. It's, it's hard, but you know, you guys are cool boners, I guess. Like, way to go, high five for boners. Uh, I'm into it. I've seen very old balls before. I'm surprised I'm still straight. Yeah, I saw them on the job. I don't know what kind of job you think it was. Uh, what was I, like a sex worker? No, I was a paralegal. The world is messed up. Like, I shouldn't have seen his balls so many times. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like it's especially angering, like, in this day and age, like, especially since the election and all that stuff. It's just, like, really hard to feel like, yeah, I'm strong. Power. Like, I used to think being a woman was my superpower, and now it's my pre-existing condition. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it's weird. Like, I feel like it's not fair because men, like, to reach the peak of what men can do physically, you can do that in any of these pictures. Uh, you can do that by yourselves. It doesn't matter. Women need guys to physically, biologically attain like what our bodies can do. I mean, not guys, we just need their sperm and someone to help us with all these doors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like, we not only need men, but we need men to find us interesting. We need men, we need you guys to get hard. Ugh. I hate saying that. It doesn't matter if we're wet. You guys don't care, really. I mean, you say you do, but. Maybe the good ones, but like, you don't physically like need that. You could spit down there, you know what I mean? Like you, we need you guys to get hard. So that's why we're conditioned to like stroke your egos, if anything, you know? We're conditioned to tell you that you're funny even if we're the comedian, you know what I mean? We're conditioned to pretend wrestling is cool, you know? Uh, so anyway. It's hard, and then like still, men have all these opinions on our bodies. They just planned on all these things to do for women's health, a room full of white men. And I don't like to think about like the big picture because I didn't go to college, but like uh, you see it in little ways sometimes. Like I saw a bumper sticker in Ohio, <laughs> you know this is gonna be good. <laughs> it said, guns don't kill people, abortion clinics do. What? <laughs> oh, man, why was he so old and white and a man? Why do you... I guess that's his thing. I don't know, he, maybe he thinks that's a funny joke. I don't understand what it's like to live in the middle of Ohio, but I know in this country we all have... It does suck, I can only imagine. And I don't know what that life is like, but I guess thinking about the whole country, we've all suffered through a lot of mass abortionings recently, and the cops keep abortioning black people, and it's like, yeah, I get it. It's a real problem. It's a real problem in our country. I think I take for granted, because I do this, I do stand-up comedy, so I can talk to rooms full of people about my ideas and my thoughts. And this man, you know, maybe his wife is listening. Otherwise, he's just got these bumper stickers. <laughs> That's his tight five, you know what I mean? That's what he just wants to let the world know. Good one, ugh. You know what else kills people? Road rage, motherfucker. I <laughs> get off. Oh, I like my Prius too much. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I drive a Prius. I'm woke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a Prius is tight. I I, El Camino. Those are two very different, uh, but I get it. I get it. One's for the look, and the other one's an El Camino. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I think I spent too much time in my car. A lot of crazy thoughts, a lot of Ohio bumper stickers. <laughs> Can learn a lot about the places you're in by like the signs they have on the road. Driving through Ohio, I kept seeing all these billboards that said, drug impaired driver activity, text this number. I'm like, I am too high for that. <laughs> I can't be <laughs> texting and driving. I'm like cool high though, you know, just weed. I'm like cool high. <laughs> I know opiate addiction is a real problem in our country because I saw another billboard that was like, uh, if you're struggling with opiate addiction, call this number. 
I'm like, it should probably say, if you're struggling with opiate addiction, get off the road, jackass. <laughs> like, that's not safe. But like, weed is cool, right? <laughs> cool high. <laughs> cool high. <laughs> Here's one. You guys ever get so high when you're driving through Missouri last month that you accidentally cruise onto a military base? Whoops. <laughs> you can't turn around. You're in the army now. You have to go all the way in. I got all the way up to the top to the security booth and I rolled down my window and this is how they knew I was high, because <laughs> it's a Prius. <laughs> I rolled down my window and the soldier said something a soldier would say and I said, is this Panera Bread? Uh, <laughs> USA, <laughs> oh, they let me go. That was nice. I do spend too much time in my car. I change in my car all the time. Um, it's my green room, a lot of weed, but like I get dressed in there a lot. And I think that's okay to do some places, but probably not smart to do in like downtown Manhattan, but I'm not used to having a car in New York. And I was like, well, this seems like my best and only bet. Uh, I figured, okay, these people are about this far away from me, from the front row, or like this far away from each other, but they're in a restaurant. I'm parked here. I'm in my Prius. We're in different worlds. This is like, this is bigger than a New York one bedroom in here. You know what I mean? Like this is going good. So like, you know what I'll do is I'll just kind of start myself off. I won't just get dressed right now. I'll just, I'll start myself getting ready. I'll face wipe my whole body. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why would I not? If it's good enough for your face, it's good enough for your crotch, okay? <laughs> they both have teeth. So I'll face wipe everywhere. Did my makeup, did my hair, had my clothes ready, but I'm like, well, I can't just get dressed right now. They're eating. But then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to find a better spot than this. I'll just, I'll just keep my eye on them, make sure they're not looking in here, you know? All right. And then I realized, oh, I'm the creep. <laughs> I just like to get naked in my car and watch people eat. So that's what I'm up to. I sleep in uh, my car sometimes. I'll sleep in Walmart parking lots. You can do that. Might as well use them for something, right? You can do that. Yeah, it feels good. You're allowed to. There's cam They want you to. They yes, they wish. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> That's the only reason I go to Walmart. Uh, but it is great. And they have cameras there. I feel safer sleeping in a Walmart parking lot than a stranger's house in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take my chances. You've got to find the highest rated Walmart. Okay, now we're just exchanging tips. But... <laughs> I've found like you can actually make it quite private in a Prius. You can block off every window with t-shirts and sheets, which I should have thought of when I was changing in New York, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> and waking up in a Walmart parking lot, there's nothing like it, right? Because you're kind of like, oh, this is actually terrible, but <laughs> I guess I'll go use the bathroom while I'm here. You go inside and you're like, well, this is actually pretty great. They've got everything I need. I guess while I'm in here, I'll grab some breakfast fruit and a gun and I'll be on my way. <laughs> And it feels like your house a little bit. And you look around at all the other people in the Walmart and you're like, I could get a better house. So it gets you back on the road. It's pretty good. Did somebody just make a sad sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, envious. Okay, well, yeah, it is pretty sad when you're not me. Uh, <laughs> it is pretty sad when you haven't scrubbed your crotch with a face wipe in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Just go do it. <laughs> That's the part of this anybody can do. Uh, this is the part of it nobody should try. Uh, yeah, I do, I do love traveling a lot, and comedy takes you all the places you never wanted to go, but I, I was in New York, and I do love New York. One thing that Chicago spoiled me on that I don't love about New York 
is that there's no alleys. Isn't that weird? I love an alley. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know that about me, but uh, I love an alley. <laughs> I don't even mind to keep the trash on the street with you. That's fine, not you, but me. Like, where do you get high, you know? I love an alley. You never know what you're gonna get in an alley, right? Shortcut, new friend, free couch, human poop, maybe all at the same time. <laughs> I had a great thing happen in an alley not too long ago. Um, it's twins. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I did have a great thing happen in an alley. I was walking home from the grocery store, so I took a little shortcut through the alley, and I was by myself, which is one of the best things about an alley. So since I was alone, I farted. Um, <laughs> should I say I tooted because I'm a girl? Is that? Bless, I let a toot rip, motherfucker. Yeah, I really sounded like I dropped a stack of books back there. <laughs> it sounded like Chewbacca dropped a stack of books, is what it sounded like. Because <laughs> I thought I was alone, uh, until as soon as I did, the library's open. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I did, I heard a child's voice from behind a fence go, Dad? Uh, <laughs> I mean, how great is that, right? <laughs> to truly feel equal to a man, wow. Oh, the power. <laughs> yeah, no, I do love being a woman. This one's just for the gals. Uh, you guys can please don't leave and still listen, but ladies especially, have you ladies ever been in a public restroom? <laughs> Probably, and uh, <laughs> you have. Oh, see, you're on board. You have to go to sleep in a Walmart to get this. Uh, and somebody gets into the stall next to yours, and she just pees super loud. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna say, that? No. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna say? I want all of my jokes to be good enough that I don't have to tell them. Uh, <laughs> new goals! Uh, so, she pees real loud. Is, you're like, oh, I thought it was better. Uh, <laughs> It's a loud sound, though, like an aggressive stream, you know? You recognize her shoes, too. You know, where she sits in the office, you're like, what, are you in a rush, Barbara? What's going on? Anytime I hear that sound, all I can think is, girl, you got a horse pussy. What is happening in there? Not worth it. Uh, <laughs> I say that a lot. Uh, not about me. I don't have a horse puss. That lady, real nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Okay, boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I, do I have a horse puss? No, I'm just unstable. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that lady, though. Gross. You know what? If you guys remember anything about me, just let it be horse pussy, I guess. That's the most I can hope for. I've been saying that actually a lot, and this guy came up to me on the street the other day and was like, horse pussy. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about me. I got a mint condition puss, so what up? <laughs> <All right. laughs> you don't know where this hand has been? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been used. <laughs> it's been in a few Walmart parking lots, but it is. <laughs> No, it's not a horse puss. I mean, I, okay, I explained that. I joined the Dollar Shave Club. Hey. 
All right, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Have you guys used that at all? It's not where somebody comes and shaves you for a dollar. That would be nice. <laughs> it's a service where they send you razors in the mail, and I like it because it's cost-effective, and I am a Jew. But the reason I joined, uh, <laughs> yeah, is because it's a service for men. So I figure, hey, anything that's made to be put on a man's face is kind of the perfect thing to put on my puss. Because <laughs> I'm going to put that on a man's face, okay? It matches. Um, they send you samples of stuff in the mail. They sent me a sample of this peppermint shave butter. That is for your face. Uh, just <laughs> but, Side note. <sighs> Feels like I popped an Altoid in there. <laughs> that is. Curiously strong. <laughs> Mint condition. <laughs> I've got it going on. Uh, <laughs> hope you can't smell my breath. It is fresh. Uh, <laughs> no. Ugh. Try to keep a positive body image, you know? Like I work, thank you, thank you. <laughs> do I look like a thumb or do you mean it? Uh, <laughs> I try to struggle with like trying not to confuse like my weight with my self-esteem. You know, I don't have body dysmorphia. I've got body dysmorphia. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it's a level four pun. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> I struggle with it, and I, honestly, like it's being on the road. It's <laughs> did you just say yay puns? Can you? Will you marry me? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just came. Uh, why does it hurt? Uh, no, I came up here wet. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm in my 30s now. It just happens all the time. It's not even like a sexy thing. It's like I'll be at Target, get a lap splash. I guess I love Target. You know, I'm not. When a woman's in her 30s, we hit our sexual prime. Did you know that? You better know that. Uh, <laughs> it's on the test. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just excited to be everywhere, I guess. I don't know. I was having, a, on the travels I was having, that's not how that sentence should ever go. Uh, <laughs> I just have to say, like, the road's been really good to me. Has, like, I've been pleasantly surprised not only by a few home-cooked meals, uh, but also by a couple of times I got eaten out. You know, it's been going pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and this one time in St. Louis, eat me in St. Louis. Have we seen it? Is it on Wetflix? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was a pun. I threw in an extra for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's ride off together. We'll ride off together into the pun set after this. Does that sound good? <laughs> Nobody should like me for that. <laughs> you all. Thank you. We are hanging out. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I got distracted just getting off on myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, I was talking about being wet. I'm wet right now. It's tough to keep track of things, but yeah, I was having a really good time in St. Louis for about 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I got an arch there. Yeah, arch my back. What? I had fun. I think he was having fun too. I couldn't really hear what he was saying, but uh, <laughs> I thought he was just really good at it. Because that's not even my favorite. Like, I'll say this, I prefer hand stuff to mouth stuff. A lot of people don't say that. Even in my heyday, which was like, hey, whose dick is that? I never heard anybody say, like, that they like hand stuff more than mouth stuff. I just think that guys try harder with the mouth stuff. 
uh, or I mean with the hand stuff. Sorry, I'm really distracted. Sometimes too hard, you know what I mean? But like, they put more thought into it, I think. I think with the mouth stuff, guys kind of lose track and like, I think like the fanciest trick a lot of guys have is spelling the alphabet with your tongue, you know? That's pretty basic. <laughs> she knows the alphabet, you know what I mean? That <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> you're not thinking about it. If you're down there, why don't you throw in some compliments? <laughs> Spell me I'm pretty. <laughs> or learn sign language would be best, you know? Anyway, this guy, he was really good at it, I thought, as I was extra wet, uh, <laughs> just watching. Uh, but it turns out it was because I had gotten my period on his face. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, is it that? Oh, yeah, it's that one. <laughs> It's that one. Uh, it's sprayed red on all of them. Okay, no, I didn't realize. I didn't realize he just looked up at me with this big clown smile. I was like, oh no! I mean, I let him keep going, but oh no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was before, but then he liked it. Uh, I feel like I should have been embarrassed, but really, it's like there was egg on his face, if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> All right, it's Trump's America. You gotta bleed on him, okay? I'll show you a red state. Uh, <laughs> all right, you know, I think that's it for me. I ran out of time a couple minutes ago, and you guys are a lot of fun. I'm Rena Calm. Follow me on Tinder. Bye. Rena Calm. That was our show. Thank you guys so much for coming. Oh my God, that was fun, right? You guys are a terrific audience. Oh my God, give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah, and we do this, we do this every month. It's always a great show, new lineup every show, always the same Joe Noodleman. Uh, yeah, and uh, so let's just hear it, uh, let's hear it one more time for all the comedy students. Here for Alex Dragovich, Melody Kamale, John Norman, Joe Noodleman, Rena Kamm, MMX Freeman, thank you.